What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. In-depth. Chinese fast fashion platforms could be next U.S. target. Published in Caixin Global on May 23, 2023. Written by Sun Yan Ran, Bao Hongyun, and Mo Yelin. Read to you by Mina Greb. As Chinese fast fashion platforms gain pace in North America, they look set to hit a familiar snag, worsening U.S.-China relations. In America, lawmakers and policy boffins are talking up the risks they say are posed by the rapid expansion of e-commerce companies like Shein Group Limited and PDD Holding Incorporated's Timu. China remained America's largest apparel supplier in 2022, accounting for 21.7% of its clothing imports by value, according to data from the U.S. Office of Textiles and Apparel, cited by trade site Just Style. One concern involves the personal data of customers, it comes as China and the U.S. continue to tighten regulations to restrict the cross-border movement of what has emerged as a strategic digital resource. In mid-April, the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission, USCC, a U.S. government agency that advises the Congress, issued a scathing report on the local development of Chinese fast-fashion e-commerce firms. The output of the commission, whose chairman, Carolyn Bartholomew, was hit with reciprocal sanctions by China in 2021, is closely watched for signals about upcoming regulatory action. Personal data risks were among a series of issues highlighted in the report as posing risks and challenges to U.S. regulations, laws, and principles of market access. Other issues cited include exploitation of trade loopholes, concerns about production processes, including sourcing relationships, product safety, and the alleged use of forced labor, and violations of intellectual property, IP, rights. The report could augur more stringent U.S. regulations towards Chinese e-commerce firms operating in the U.S., said Leslie Wei Huazhang, a cross-border compliance expert who works as general counsel for United Energy Group Limited. Such firms could even find themselves under investigation and hauled before Congress in the same manner as ByteDance CEO Zhou Shouzi. Spotlight on Xi'in 
The USCC report focuses mostly on Xi'in, which it describes as a successful first mover in Chinese export-oriented apparel, which other firms are now trying to ape. The online clothing retailer, founded in 2008, has come from nowhere in recent years to penetrate almost every major market around the globe. In the four years through 2022, the company's gross merchandise value grew 40%, 140%, 208%—and 98% respectively, according to data acquired by Caixin. The unapologetically fast fashion-geared platform emerged at a time when Western competitors like Zara and H&M were seeking to rebrand as more socially conscious in response to criticism about their environmental and social impact. Xi'in overtook them both as the largest fast fashion brand by sales in mid-2021, with a 28% share of the fast fashion market, according to a report from Earnest Research. Xi'an's success is partly attributed to its capacity to anticipate fast-moving fashion trends by analyzing vast quantities of consumer data. Over the years, the company has built up a business model that leans heavily on collecting the data and search history of shoppers and turning it into insights aided by machine learning algorithms. These insights help Xi'an manufacture and deliver clothes to market ahead of competitors. The USCC stopped short of saying the collection of U.S. users' data itself is a concern. The practice is a core part of the e-commerce business model, but accused Xi'an of lacking a sound protection system to ensure data safety as well as inappropriate behavior in the way it collects data. In a preemptive move similar to that of other scrutinized Chinese technology firms, Xi'an has initiated a partitioning system to wall data within local users' national borders, according to a source close to the company. Another major factor behind Xi'an's success is how it has built up and exerted market pressure on a strong network of suppliers and manufacturers, mostly based on the Chinese mainland. The network has guaranteed stable supply, while an integrated supply chain enables it to bring clothes to market quickly at low cost. The company has long faced accusations that it exploits this dominant position in the supply chain, including by violating labor laws and by contracting suppliers that do so. The USCC cited findings from several third-party investigations that showed labor violations of worker rights were common at some of Xi'an's supplier factories including poor working conditions and extended working hours without overtime pay. Xi'an has acknowledged some of these issues. The firm has pledged to spend $15 million over three to four years 
upgrading hundreds of factories after an investigation found that two of its suppliers' warehouses were flouting local working hour regulations. It came after a UK television documentary crew found employees at two factories in China were working 18-hour days and were fined for making mistakes. A Xi'an spokesperson declined to comment on the USCC report when contacted by Tsai Xin. Timu charges in. The rise of PDD in the U.S., under the banner of its local brand Timu, is a newer phenomenon. Timu, launched in September, has quickly become one of the most downloaded apps in U.S. app stores. The shopping site topped the U.S. app store charts for all of the first three weeks of March, according to data from Sensor Tower. While the platform has been branding itself as a North American competitor to Xi'an, it sells a range of other low-cost goods, which could see it compete against U.S. e-commerce giant Amazon.com, Incorporated. Timu's rapid expansion was supported by extravagant ad spending. In February, Timu sponsored two advertisements that aired during the 2023 Super Bowl at an estimated cost of about $14 million. They led to a 45% surge in downloads of its app and a daily active user jump of 20% on the day of the event according to the USCC report, which cited third-party data. PDD, better known by its old trade name, Pinduoduo, has injected the app with its pioneering group-buying marketing technique that helped it challenge industry leader Alibaba Group Holding Limited at home. Users are encouraged to invite others into a social media group in order to get better deals, effectively marketing the app to their peers. The Timu platform helps China-based merchants handle logistics, delivery, and after-sales, and connects them with buyers in overseas markets. Its ultra-low prices are partly down to a clever business model that exploits the glut of non-branded third-party merchants' stock that built up during the COVID pandemic, industry experts and executives told Caixin. Chinese clothing merchants filled overseas warehouses during the pandemic years as many consumers bought products online. And once pandemic restrictions were lifted in the second half of last year, inventories piled up, said Li Mingtao chief expert of e-commerce at China International Electronic Commerce Center. It is very effective to use Timu to clear warehouse inventories, but the profit from domestic shipments is low, and product returns create additional costs. It's hard to make money on Timu, said Yang Rong, founder of Shenzhen Fly International Logistics Company Limited a freight forwarder that works with Alibaba. Heavy reliance on non-brand merchants creates risk. It could call into question the quality of its products, 
as well as exposing it to the kinds of IP questions regularly faced by fast fashion firms. The USCC report cited a customer survey conducted by a U.S. nonprofit, the Better Business Bureau, which suggested Timu received 235 complaints, mostly on product quality and deliveries, in the past 12 months, earning a 2.1 out of 5 stars customer rating as of April. PDD did not immediately reply to Caixin's request for comment on the USCC report. Timu's image in the U.S. was not helped by news in March that Google had taken the rare step of halting downloads of PDD's Chinese app, Pinduoduo, and had told existing users to uninstall it. Google said the app was harmful and warned it could allow unauthorized access to a user's data or device. PDD rejected accusations that its app was malicious. Tax Loopholes The USCC report also raised concerns about Chinese e-commerce firms exploiting a loophole in U.S. trade policy that exempts shipments worth less than $800 in value from import duties. The exemption, called de minimis input exemptions, is used extensively by Chinese merchants selling on e-commerce platforms like Xi'an and Timu, said Li Hao, a cross-border e-commerce business veteran. The undermarket low-pricing strategy adopted by Chinese players has met resistance from American retailers, who have lobbied the U.S. government to create a fairer tax environment, said another cross-border e-commerce law expert. Sheen clothing and accessories average about $11 per item, according to the USCC report. Such pricing means the firm is mostly exempt from the standard 16.5% import duty and 7.5% tariff specific to China, the commission found. It said the use of de minimis packaging rules also allow Xi'in to be exempt from customs inspections. Some industry experts said if the U.S. government opts to change the de minimis rule, it could have a major impact on Chinese e-commerce firms operating in the U.S., subjecting them to tariffs that they do not currently face. Last January, Democratic Congressman Earl Blumenauer introduced the Import Security and Fairness Act, which aimed to prohibit goods from non-market economies such as China from benefiting from de minimis treatment. The bill was never brought to a vote. The USCC report contained new calls for the U.S. government to address various gaps in policy, including the trade loophole with de minimis packages, claiming that current customs and tariff levels disproportionately benefit Chinese e-commerce firms.